this is Violet, and welcome to Ultraviolet Views. On this podcast, I tell you my views about the world. You may have already heard some of my other episodes, but if you haven't, I'm so glad that you decided to come and listen. Today, I'm going to be doing the Harry Potter franchise thing. I don't exactly know what franchise means, but, you know, the Harry Potter series. Uh, I seem to be getting into a groove of book reviews, so that's what I'm going to be doing for a while, because when I get into something, I do it a lot. Today, I'm going to be doing Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone. Um, just some things, oh, by J.K. Rowling, but just some things I'm going to clear up right from the beginning. Um, the, like, the Europe version that was the original version is called Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone. But you may be thinking, hey, my book says Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. That's because they changed it in America. Well, I think Europe's in America. Okay, they changed it from different countries, by the way. Um, so, so, Harry Potter. So, this is one of my favorite book series of all time. Like, honestly, I read it when I was seven in like and in like it was like the best series i've it's probably my favorite book series i ever read i don't know though but um so harry was harry potter young boy um normal boy of course he's totally normal not a wizard at all his he never heard of oh spoiler word this may have some unintentional spoilers um although i'm gonna try to keep them out but if you like hear me start to spoil something just cover your ears i don't think i will but okay i'm gonna read the the dust jacket harry potter has never even heard of hogwarts when the letters start dropping on the doormat at number four privet drive addressed in green ink on yellowish parchment with a purple seal they are swiftly confiscated by his grisly aunt and uncle then on harry's 11th birthday a great beetle-eyed giant of a man called rubius haggard bursts in with some astonishing news harry potter is a wizard and he has a place at hogwarts school of witchcraft and wizardry an incredible adventure is about to begin um so yeah as i mentioned this is one of my favorite book series of all time but i'm just gonna go i'm just gonna do book one in this episode so let's start off at the beginning shall we so this book beautifully written an amazing detail an amazing detail um like amazing details i'm just gonna say that i can't i'm speechless talking about this amazing details um they described um, the characters perfectly, like, um, Mr. Dursley was a big, beefy man with a hardly any neck and a very large mustache. Mrs. Dursley was thin and blonde and had nearly twice the usual amount of neck, which came in very useful as she spent so much of her time craning or for garden fences, spying on the neighbors. I'm imagining a nosy woman, thin and tall, bit horsey, looking over the fence and, um, with, like, blonde hair and curl and like it just it goes so well in my mind i think it's a good book the way they i think it's a good jk rowling did a good job describing the characters um they described um let's see here um so they described harry potter very well too electric green eyes uh, uh, um jet black hair circular glasses 
and a lightning shaped scar on his forehead. They described him very well. I could imagine that clearly. They described Ronald Weasley, Ron, more commonly known as Ron. Uh, they described him really well. Flaming red hair, freckles, vacant expression. Um, and Hermione Granger, of course, can forget forget about her. Um, with the know-it-all expression, curly brown hair, um, thick eyebrows, and you've got dirt on your nose right there, did you know? <laughs> and I just imagined her so clearly, and when I watched the movies when they came out, I was so surprised. I'd imagined her exactly how they showed it in the movies, how J.K. Rowling wanted her to look, and I was so surprised that but I guess I shouldn't have been because J.K. Rowling is a great author and she described these characters really well. Um, I liked a lot of the teachers in this book. Um, Professor McGonagall, thought that was a good name. And I liked how they described her and I liked her character, her personality. Strict, but still um, knows what to say and what to do. She's a very good teacher apparently. And she's an animagus, so can morph into a cat and into a human. I thought that was especially interesting. And then, um, of course, Rubius Hagrid, can't forget about him. Bushy black beard, beetle-like eyes half giant giant in size um like he was such a good like character in the book i thought he was so funny the way they wrote down his speech like you're you're so um like he would have um y-e-r instead of your it was your and it was like kind of reminded me of a pirate talking i thought that was very funny and i like hagrid as a character especially his name rubius hagrid Rubius Hagrid, Rubius Hagrid. I can't stop saying that. Rubius Hagrid. Okay, and um, Albus Dumbledore with a beard down to his knees and white hair, over 100 years old, give or take a few years. And he, I don't know, I just feel like he was a really good character, obviously. I mean, everybody who's a Potterhead like me is gonna be screaming. Of course he's a good character, he's Dumbledore. Um, and then of course snape i'm pretty sure a lot of people hated snape um but you know snape yeah snape okay snape let's start talking about snape severus snape um black hair very angry at harry harry's very angry at him and pretty like that like one of those teachers that you do all your work perfectly and then it gives you a B plus for spelling your name, for your handwriting being messy or something. I feel like that's kind of like Snape. He's very, very cruel to his students. And um, I liked how they had created a whole wizarding culture. Um, like there was a whole new culture, like the Quidditch World Cup. There was a new sport, Quidditch. That must have been so hard to come up with. Um, the name Hogwarts School of Witchcraft and Wizardry Hogsmeade, the Forbidden Forest, Whomping Willow, Greenhouses, Hagrid's Hut, Hogwarts Castle, the Giant Squid, all of these um, amazing details and this culture that had been made up. Um, I think that's very, very unique because it's hard to make up a culture um, and then stick with that culture, like not make up new things every minute, like stick with the culture. Um, and 
I think it's um, cool that they have a wizarding bank, Gringotts. That's one of my favorite buildings, Gringotts. Enter, stranger, but take heed of what awaits the sin of greed. For those who take but do not earn must pay most dearly in their turn. So if you seek beneath our floors a treasure that was never yours, thief, you have been warned, beware of finding more than treasure there. Um, I think that's a really cool um, idea to have goblins guarding a bank and gold and silver coins, um, gold, silver, bronze coins in vaults underground with goblins with long fingers and beady eyes and long elf-like ears. That was so interesting to me. And I was actually um, reading this. I was like curling up at the thought of these goblins touching everybody's money, but I suppose they didn't actually touch the money. So that made me feel better because goblin fingers probably have germs on them. I don't know, whatever goblins do. <laughs> and I liked how they had Diagon Alley, um, you know, and the wand maker, Ollivander. I liked how he was like, the wand chooses the wizard. I like how vague he was. Um, I like the characters in book one. Um, I liked the plot in book one where you are thinking one thing the whole time and then at the very last minute, you're not like, it's wrong. So I'm gonna tell you a bit about the plot. Um, Harry found out he was a wizard, went to school. Somebody's trying to steal something important. They put together a mystery, um, a huge plot twists and really witty friends and cunning and, um, and, uh, special characters and unique people and funny characters. And of course, Ron might have to be the funniest, but it was a very good book. And I feel like I would recommend this for everybody, adults, kids, maybe not two-year-olds. Yeah, maybe not two-year-olds or one-year-olds or three-year-olds, but maybe if you're past six, read the Harry Potter books. They are so good. I'm not gonna tell you like what to read and what not to read, but if I were you, I would check out the Harry Potter books by J.K. Rowling and read Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone and all the other books that I will also be doing. So I hope you loved this book review. I hope you are going to go and check out Harry Potter because it's one of my personal favorite, favorite, favorite book books um, and series. And um, I actually think Hogwarts could exist. So, I mean, you may be screaming at me that, hey, it's a fiction book. There's no way Hogwarts exists. But honestly, if you really think about it, there's protection enchantments and things guarding it and muggle repellent charms. So maybe it does exist. I'm gonna have to go think about that for a while. Anyway, well, I will th while I think of this and it may make me go crazy by thinking so much about how Hogwarts could or could not exist. And I'm gonna go back and forth about this for like two hours. But I hope you really enjoyed this book review. I hope you go and start reading Harry Potter. And I hope you will check out the, all of the books and check out the movies when you're done reading the books. Because always read the books first. That's my tip. Always read books first so that you can imagine them yourself. And then watch the movies and see how it turned out. Because books have more details than the movies. I can tell you that for a fact. Anyway, I hope you like Harry Potter by J.K. Rowling, and if you already read it, you liked how I how I reviewed it. Um, I'll be reviewing the rest of the books shortly, so just wait and hold on tight for that. 
And in the meantime, go and start reading. Um, thanks for listening. And um, I hope you enjoyed the show. So um, go get going in the magical world of Harry Potter. Bye. Thank you.